The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Redder Nation, to the Redder Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Redder Greg. And hot damn, we kicked their ass. That's right, 34-20. We beat the Bronx hoes. You gotta love it. It should have been 40-20 if we wouldn't have missed two field goals, but I'll go over that in the post game, of course, on this show. Show 176. Yeah. Well, Raider Nation, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice! I'm telling you, man, we busted out, we busted out big, and we are here. I'm telling you, we're here for sure, and everybody has got to take notice. Not just the mediots up there in media land, because they're still not giving us our just due. But you know who's paying attention? I'll tell you who's paying attention. Every freaking coach in the NFL is paying attention to the Raiders. You bet your ass. And this game was a statement and a half. Let's get into the show, and we'll tell you why. We ready. Yeah, we ready, all right. We're here, we're back, and they cannot ignore us anymore. We have an asshole of the month. Haven't had one of those in a while. Well, I'm bringing this one up. Yes, Michael Silva is the asshole, and we'll tell you why. And, of course, we'll do the post-game, which is a beautiful statement on a new team in a new direction. The coach, the team, and the fans. We all know it. We can feel it. And it ain't no bullshit. And, of course, we're going to hit the Radio Nation Podcast comments form section, which is great. It's full of good stuff. you got to check it out. And don't forget the video, Radio Nation Videocast. That is up and running. Randy is on fire. And uh, we're all on fire here in the Raider Nation, of course. Loud and proud every day. So let's break in to the first story of the day. We ready. We ready, baby. We ready and we coming. We coming after you, motherfucker. Excuse my language. I'm a little excited. But man, oh man. We ready and all the other coaches of the 32 teams in the NFL take notice, brothers. Because we're coming and the fact that the Raiders are a pushover, it's over. That whole connotation that the Raiders are down and out is some bullshit. We've broken out. That's right. Two games in a row. Two AFC West foes beaten down. Especially the Denver Donk hose went down hard. It wasn't a field goal. It wasn't by two points. It wasn't by a point. We just kicked their ass. And it was a beautiful, beautiful game. And I'm going to hit that for sure. But we ready, man. We ready because... 
we're back in everybody's eyes as far as Raiders go, except for the media. Now, once again, if you look like I have been looking over, over the major uh, networks, NFL, ESPN, uh, very little fanfare about the Raiders' victory, uh, very little fanfare about the change in the team direction, uh, very little of anything about the Raiders. Once again, we're going to have to claw our way up and out of the hole, but they don't see it. I see it. I see a big change in this team. I see a huge, huge change in the AFC West. This is the time that the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Chargeless all are going to stand up and take some frickin' notice because you know what? We ready. We ready to kick some ass in the AFC West. For the first time in four years, fans, I can truly say that this team has turned the corner. Turned the corner in every phase of the game. The most important phase, confidence. The team is confident. They're playing beyond their means. They're playing professional sports, pushing the envelope every single player. Now, I told you many, many times throughout many, many podcasts about individual failings. We can go down the list. We can talk about Gallery. We can talk about Sims. Talk about Jordan. We can talk about McCown. Everybody, everybody that I've been working over, and even Kiffin, absolutely has changed. Absolutely has changed with this new scheme. And I'll tell you, two weeks in a row is telling you that it's a change and it's just not a fluke. I thought we played extremely well as a team, making decisions, very few penalties, uh, getting four turnovers, giving up one on the fumbled snap, unfortunately. Uh, very clean game and the, the style that you'd like to play, play with all the time and play all your games that way. And um, special teams was solid as well. So uh, very pleased with the win. Um, another thing that, that was glaring to me um, going back over the game was uh, excited about our future here. And I think you, you um, everybody knows about Jamarcus, but if you think about that game, uh, Jamarcus is first time playing and doing some things, and you got to see him a little bit. And then um, O'Neal actually playing more snaps than, um, than our starting fullback because he's come along so well and doing things. Zach Miller making big catches, and then Jay getting a sack. You know, it, um, you know, just continues to to excite me about our future here. The whole idea that we are pushovers in the AFC West is over. The AFC West domination of the Broncos and the Chargers and the Chiefs is over. The Raiders are back, baby. And there's no getting around it. And if the coaches of the other 32 teams don't take notice, you bet your ass that every coach in the AFC West is going, oh no. Here we go. Interesting little thing about the uh, post-game conference for the Denver Bronc hoes. Mike Shanarat was truly disappointed, and you could tell as everything he could say, not giving credit to the Oakland Raiders and taking his team down, of course, talking about his turnovers and the poor play and the poor gap control and whatever. 
not giving credit to the Oakland Raiders, the only one who did give credit on the entire team was Lynch. Yes, the free safety that used to play for the also-hated Buccaneers came out big and said they beat us. They beat us in every phase of the game. Randy, I think you should play this. We put ourselves in a situation where essentially every game was a must-win. We didn't get it done. They came out and took it to us early on the first drive. We, we equaled it out. And uh, it kind of was in balance until halftime. They came out and got on us early. But then we had a nice stretch there where it looked like we were coming back. And, and ultimately, uh, we just... Excuse me, they beat us today. You know, they beat us in, in every phase, right? Turnover ratio really set the tone. Yeah, I mean, that's always the one stat that you, you want to correlate to winning or losing. That's that's one that's there every week, and they, they beat us on that. And uh, you know, credit to them for that. John, have you lost your momentum? Um, you know, temporarily, I think so. And, uh, you know, this one's hard to put a finger on with so much on the line. I really thought we'd come out and respond well. Um, we just did it today. Um, they, you know, like I said earlier, they beat us in every phase, and you aren't going to win many football games when that happens. Champ Bailey was sound and blue. Champ Bailey was very sad and blue, and I love his postgame press conference. Let's get a little bit of that. It's not really the coaching at this point. It's, it's the guys getting in position, the position they tell us to be in. I mean, we, we had a lot of misassignments out there, and, it's, and it sucks that. You know, we're making those mistakes this late in the year. I mean, I mean, the coaches like to take responsibility for it, but I'm not buying it. I'm looking to see us beat Kansas City. I don't care about anything other than that. I mean, we start talking about the games after that, then, you know, you see what happens, you end up with a hell. And the Shatter Rat, of course, he was a little disappointed. And, I, Randy, I think we should share just a little bit of the Shatter Rat in there as well. Well, it's hard to win a football game when you lose a turnover battle like we did. Obviously, I think uh, our turnovers led to 24 points. Credit to the Raiders. You know, they ran the ball better than uh, I was hoping they would. Uh, made the plays when they had to make them, both offensively and defensively. And we had a chance there in that fourth quarter and uh, just couldn't get that drive going. No, I think they uh, they played better than we did. You know, they made some plays. Uh, it's the National Football League. Everybody's got schedules like that. You know, you got eight games at home, eight, eight on the road. We had our opportunities last week as well. But, uh, you know, very seldom do you win in the National Football League when you have a mi- minus three uh, turnover ratio, and that's what happened. They ran the ball extremely well. thought their offensive line did a good job. You could see, uh, as I mentioned during the week, vast improvements uh, with their offensive line in the running game. I thought Fargus ran extremely hard. And you just have to be out of a gap and, uh, you know, did a good job running the football. Well, Ritter Nation, we ready? We ready to go to the next phase. We ready to take over the AFC West, give it a good trousing, a good beatdown, and I think if we can keep in this direction, we can keep this scheme, add some players, add some talent in the right places, we have got the right thing. And I think we have turned that corner. Amen, brother! Whew. And I know one thing for sure. We're ready. Okay, let's hit our next story, of course. 
the asshole of the month because we haven't haven't had an asshole in quite a while. So let's hit the asshole on Michael Silver, who's a punk-ass biatch anyways, because this is also the idiot. And, you know, you really should see a picture of this guy. He looks like a convict, uh, convict reject. Looks like actually a convict bitch. Uh, Somebody would have, uh, don't have, don't drop the soap in the shower kind of a guy. Um, And he looks like a punk. And he writes like a punk, too, because it's the same idiot that said Eddie D was going to buy the Raiders. He's the same guy that came out with the story that Eddie DeBartolo was going to buy the Raiders. I have no doubt that he had something to do with the Lane Kiffin going to Arkansas uh, debacle as well. But, you know, I can't confirm that. Uh, That was another rumor that was a media story. And it was picked up by everyone. And obviously... There was no water in that bucket, Patna, because Lane is our man. He's staying. Al wants him to stay. There's no way he's going anywhere. So you can just put that one to bed right now. Actually, put that one in the crypt and seal that son of a bitch off because it ain't going no place but down. So let's look at Michael Silver, asshole of the month. He goes on to talk about how Dante Culpepper had picked a race with halfback Lamont Jordan and said he could beat him in a 100-yard sprint. Now, since Lamont Jordan couldn't do it, and he, you know, he wants to, Dante Culpepper is trying to make his running prowess, and this is what this guy's trying to say. Negotiation between Culpepper and Jordan ultimately broke down. Now, why would you even say it that way? Why would you just say they didn't get to an agreement or it didn't happen? Why even put it in there? He goes on to say, instead, ending up racing third-year cornerback Stanford Rout, who, during his college days in Houston, finished the 200 meters at the NCAA 2003 Outdoor Meet. He actually won that. So, can you imagine Dante Culpepper, bad knees and all, picking a race with Stanford Route, an NCAA champion outdoor meet runner in the 200-yard sprint. Now, of course, this is the rumor. Afterward, Dante said something was wrong with his leg, and he was benched. This guy goes on to say, doesn't that say it all? What does it say, silver stone face geek? What does it say, Mr. Silver? It says that your article is a waste of ink. It was a waste of time, and the fact that you're trying to once again put doubt and clouds over the Raider Nation, you know, you are so weak. What a weak writer. Oh, gosh. Whether or not Culpepper's strained quadricep was a direct result of his insensible sprint, okay, to, to and racing Stanford route, or a sign of his vocabulary, vocational priorities that were a tad skewed, and I quote that, this has been all too common in Oakland in the franchise since the last Super Bowl appearance following the 2002 season. Just ask the great New England Patriots locker room leader, Randy Moss, and he'll tell you all about it. The great Randy Moss? Are you an idiot or what, Michael? Obviously, your last take 
And your last assignment must have been soccer because you have no clue of football or the history here with Randy Moss. The history with him and the New England Patriots was the last game that they played that they also won, luckily, he was giving up on routes then. It was blatantly obvious to ESPN, which I saw, of course. He is a punk-ass bitch, and the fact that you call him the great Randy Moss just goes to show that your character is also as skewed as Randy Moss's. Now, the fact that you could put this article together after a Raiders win over the Denver Broncos at the Coliseum is unprecedented. You continue go ahead and bash, and I mean bash, the Raiders throughout the article, giving them no credit, none, for this win. Talk about other receivers, other teams, the Packers, the Colts, the Jaguars, San Diego Chargers, of course, that we all have to play and you're saying it's tough. It's going to be tough for the Raiders to win another game. Well, you know what? The pundits and the pontificators have been saying that the whole season. The Oakland Raiders can't do this. The Oakland Raiders can't do that. Well, guess what, geek? You are an asshole for your tone. You are an asshole for the way you put the story out. And you're just an asshole because of your shitty little picture in your article. I say this, Michael Silver, you are the asshole of the month. And if you want to catch this idiot's article and get a good laugh, it's on the Morning Rush NFL Yahoo Sports Sports exclusive. It's called Reversal of Fortune. And it's funny how he goes ahead and cap on him. He's got to have some positives in here about the team since we did win. But it's such a skewed article and poorly written. You'll get my drift on why he's such an asshole. Like I said, he was the same guy who came out with the Eddie D story. Um, Don't waste too much time looking for it. Because if you don't find it, don't worry about it, Padna. Because he's just an asshole. (laughs) I love it! Or did you work it in your whole life? Either way, it worked out fine. Cause you're an asshole tonight. Yes, you're an A-S-S-H-O-L-E. And don't you try to blame it on me. You deserve all the credit. Let's get to the post game. What a beautiful, beautiful day in Oak Town. The autumn wind is a pirate. Morning start off a frigid cold, of course, in the winter here. Frigid cold for Oakland, of course, in the 40s. No snow, of course. It's because we're right next to the bay. And I say not bad compared to the rest of the NFL, but still cold. Raiders showed up big time. The fans were there in the parking lot. We had a great time. You can see by the video, all the players were in place. We had Colorado Chris there. We had Bronco fans all over the place. It was beautiful. 
the fact that several groups of Bronco fans came to the game ultimately looking for the breakdown of the Raiders and the victory of the Broncos again. These guys were expecting a win and acted such before the game. They were all licking their chops, waiting for another victory, saying that they were there at the Coliseum when the Broncos beat the Raiders again. And guess what? It didn't happen. I love it. And I'll tell you what, man. Every time a Bronco fan came by our section, they were booed right out of the way. Yeah, they were pretty brazen up to the first quarter. And then it was very quiet. We had two sitting right in front of us that didn't say more than two words, and they were pelted with popcorn, peanuts, and everything else that people could throw throughout the game. Mainly, we were getting insults hurled at them from one end to the other. First down after first down, touchdown after touchdown, they were getting worked. It was beautiful. The game was great. The fans were great. We were all pumped, and the hatred for the hated Broncos was as fierce as ever. Of course, we had all our local fans there. We had our tailgaters there. All our friends and family were there. We had a great time. Once again, a great reason to get some season tickets to put your ass in a seat and get on out to the Coliseum. If you can, you should get out there for at least one game. This game was unbelievable. Now let me first, before I get too far, I have a public apology for Josh McCown. Let me say this. He didn't play like the best quarterback ever, but he made plays when he had to. He missed a whole lot of opportunities because he ran around like he does, but he did find his receivers. He did play a good game. He protected the ball no turnovers, and he got the ball out in time without any sacks. It was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. He did have time. The offensive line played very, very well. Let me not get too far into this. I'm going to start right now at the beginning of the article. I got ahead of myself. Consistency. Consistency in this game was blatantly obvious from the first snap of the ball. The Raiders walked all, marched all the way down the field and made a touchdown. That's right, Raider Nation. You guys saw it on TV. You've heard it on the radio. We marched down the field in a convincing, mean, nasty, push-them-off-the-line-ass way all the way to the end zone, not settling for a field goal. That was the most amazing first drive I've seen them do in quite some time. Not only was it consistent, it was brewing with confidence. The team was obviously pumped, the crowd was roaring, and it was the loudest crowd I have ever heard at the Coliseum, and that's no lie. I cannot remember a time when I've heard so many people screaming so loudly. There are some great players in this game, but let me just say this. The Raiders were 80% in the red zone. Yes, that's right, 80%. Four of five went into the end zone for touchdowns. That is an amazing percentage, especially when you're talking about the Denver Broncos, who had a little trouble but are a good, good football team and have proved it this year with other, other games that they've played. 
We all know that this is a hated rivalry, and they really, really needed this game. They needed this game to first start off on a five-game win so they can make it to the playoffs. Well, guess what, partner? They ain't going. I love it. The Oakland Raiders were spoilers, and you got to love that. Let me tell you this. Oren O'Neal, as a fullback, if you watched him at all, if you have it taped, check it out. He is a bruiser and someone I think you should keep an eye on. He pummeled the defense so hard that by the fourth corner, you could see the linebackers were getting out of the way and wanted nothing to do with him. Nothing at all. So did the line. He was a bruiser and deserves credit for sure. An unsung hero for the Oakland Raiders, but was a absolute necessity in our running game. He allowed Justin Fargus for 149 yards on the day, which was a beautiful day for Justin once again, who ran his crazy running style all over the Denver Broncos. Not to say that he was making big gains every down, but he did make many, many, every time he carried the ball, he got positive yardage. What more do you want from your running back? Even if it was a two-yard gain, even if it was a three-yard gain, it's always closer to the first down. And that is how he played, and that is also credit, where credit is due to the offensive line, who has, I guess, it seems to me, that this offensive line have finally gotten it. They've finally gotten it. They understand what it takes to block, pass block, and run block. Not only run blocking, but their pass blocking was tremendous. No sacks. That's right. Sims and Gallery held their line and did a fantastic job in opening up holes for Fargus. McQuiston, who had a lot of trouble in the last, his last season, and his rookie year, uh, the coach Kiffin said he, he practiced like a rookie. And this week, since he's been in there twice, he was practicing like a professional first stringer, and it showed. Nobody got by McQuiston. The red mullet has finally found his spot. He is playing excellent football. You could see it on the line. You could see it. You could see it while he was pushing guys all over the place. And let me tell you, Denver is not an easy team. Not an easy team at all. The offensive line played great. And kudos to all who didn't get penalties. We had, you know, I think we had one penalty in the whole game. Incredible football. The defensive line, insane. I'll hit the beat defense in just a minute. Of course, we saw Jamarcus Russell for two series, uh, 56 yards, two passes. He ran for five. The thing I can tell you about Jay Russ, I think you've all seen it if you've seen the films, the man has a very calm and concerned, calm demeanor. He is very cool in the pocket, doesn't spaz out, doesn't run away, looks downfield for his receivers, and trust me, when he throws the ball... Like like everyone who catches the ball, it's a hot potato. And you could see it. The ball had no arc. It flew straight as an arrow right to Jerry Porter, who caught it right on the sideline and said later that it hurt his hand big time. But that's how the big man throws. 
Also, Lynch of the other team said when he looked over the line to see the quarterback, he has never seen such a huge quarterback, and it does make it. He has a lot of presence, and that was from the Denver Bronco. I believe the future of this franchise has just been witnessed by everyone there. Anybody who came to that game saw the beginning of the new Oakland Raiders, saw this team and where they're going for several years in the future. I myself will tell you that the kid has talent. I have never seen him play as a pro as anyone else has, but in this short two sections sessions that he had, he played like a pro. Let's not forget where the man came from. You know, the SEC is a division in college sports that plays NFL football. The defenses are incredibly fast. They play defensive schemes like an NFL defense. It is an absolute amazing thing to see when your quarterback dwarfs everyone on the line. Everyone on the field. It is a trip. Look at any of the pictures. It is a trip to see the big man out there at QB, and I cannot wait for him to continue a long, long seasons, many seasons of victories for the silver and black. The fact that we won two AFC games, AFC West games in a row, is a great statement, like I said earlier, about this team. The confidence is there. The coaching has finally arrived. The play calling by Lane Kiffin was imaginative, it was different, and it took everyone, including me as a fan, by surprise. We ran very well, but the plays that were on the passing side were at times when you didn't think we would pass. Neither did Shanarat. Nice thing about it was seeing Shanarat's face in disgust, in pain, throughout the entire game. One of the best pictures I'd love to have gotten was after they ran into our kicker, which continued our drive all the way for a touchdown. (laughs) And it was beautiful to see his facial expression. I wish you all could have seen it. It was priceless. The fact that we beat Shadowrat at home in a game that they needed for their playoff berth, our playoff uh, necessity, actually, was beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Porter once again shows up big time and shows that he does have heart and he is playing to win again. It's nice to see him play and put his body on the line to catch balls um, that are thrown to him and it is a beautiful thing to see. Everyone on this team that has had trouble throughout the last four seasons has stepped up big time. It's nice to see a lot of these guys have never beaten an AFC West opponent. They've never beaten an AFC West appoint, opponent, and they've been in this team for four years. That's something to say. Can you imagine the elation of the team in the locker room? I can hardly imagine. You know that the pride is big. Their chests are out. They can hang there. They stick their head up high and walk around with some respect because not only they beat two good teams, they beat two AFC West teams and got the monkey off our back. Thank God. Now we have to look forward to San Diego. I hope Norv is shitting in his pants right now, worried about the new Oakland Raiders. Now, Jano missed two field goals in this game. 
And I'll tell you, as much as I've been on his ass about missing field goals, i got to give him a buy on this. He's been kicking great all season after, of course, his first couple games. Uh, this game here, he hit the turf on his first field goal attempt. And he hit it really hard. The ball hit short. That was the one he missed first. And he really jarred his leg. You could totally tell he was in pain. And I was worried that he might have done some serious damage to his leg. I believe he's okay. I believe that Lane Kiffin said that he's not, nothing was broken. There's nothing torn. So he'll be able to come back and kick for us again. Which is a wonderful thing because he's been a great kicker. I got no complaints of him. Now that he's kicking well, of course... Um, he's kicking very well. Uh, I got to give him a buy on this because he hurt himself, and it was really not his fault. Uh, the kicking team was a little late getting on the field. They did have 12 seconds to go, but you could see the whole team was rushed, and when he went to kick the ball, his foot hit the turf, and you could tell that it hurt him. Now, let's hit the defense. Hiram Eugene. I think he's a much better player than Swaggart, and I'll tell you why. When he hits somebody coming through the line on the running game, you see their whole body get jarred. He does not hold himself back. He's got to have some weight and some muscle weight on Schwaggert because he's a good player. And on those running downs, he plays much better. He's faster, and he sticks people with a memorable hit that uh, they're going to think twice about and know that he's coming. Unlike Stewie, who of course I like, I think Stewie might be losing his job to Hiram Eugene, and it, he deserves to get that first. He deserves for that position, um, and we'll see how that pans out. But Hiram Eugene is playing awesome football and should be coming into his own. It looks like it. The defense stood up, only allowing the running juggernaut of the Broncos 80 yards total for the day which was a great statement for the defense. They pressured Cutler all day long. Cutler had nowhere to go. The defensive ends kept him in the pocket. He could not swing out and make plays like he's done in the past on us. He was stuck in the hole, and it just closed up around him like a beautiful thing. It was beautiful to see how the defense corralled this guy that has burned us so many times. Jay Richardson and Chris Clemen, Derek Burgess kept his cat right in the pocket. And of course, number 99, Warren Sapp, was a variable animal in the middle. Once Cutler was corralled in the middle... And he couldn't go to the outside. Warren Sapp licked his chops the entire game and continued to pummel him throughout the game. On the few passes that he completed, he paid. He paid big time. Warren, I remember on one of Warren Sapp's sacks, he was behind two defenders and Warren reached his hand over the shoulder of one of them, grabbed Cutler by the back of the neck and dragged his ass to the ground unbelievable strength. This guy is still a viable player. Warren Sapp played an excellent game, one of the best games he's played all season, and he just looks better and better. The fact that the defense corralled Jay Cutler was a major factor in us winning the game. Of course, Morrison and Thomas were big-time factors, 
pummeling the middle, keeping anyone from going to the outside, and the short passes were not to be found. Once again, let me tell you, special teams was a huge, huge part of this victory. Chris Carr ran that ball back past the 30 every single time. There was not one time we were stuck back deep in our end zone to start the game. We always had very good field position and took advantage of it as well. The special teams came out huge, huge in this game, and uh, that showed all the way through this game. Now, I don't want to short, short anybody, but I'm sure there were other people who made great plays. I'm not trying to doubt or put a damper on anybody else in this game. The entire team played with passion and heart. The entire team played like they meant business, and it was a beautiful thing to see. The fact that Lane Kiffin got everyone together and said, let's finish this thing out, was a beautiful statement on the coaching staff of the Oakland Raiders. Rob Ryan and Lane Kiffin got it together in the last two games. I think the team is progressing and doing very well. The fact that we didn't have Culpepper and we had McCown didn't hurt us this game. McCown stepped up like a man, and he played great football. Now, I noticed many times there were open receivers downfield, and he can't throw the ball that way. I can't wait to see Jamarcus Russell in there because those open receivers will be getting a little airmail, if you know what I'm saying. The rock will fly, and it will fly often. Once we get Culpepper back, I believe we will be able to keep winning. I think we're going to get another win here at the end of the season. We could definitely go to Green Bay and beat them. Very hard game. Very hard game for the Raiders. We have to travel. It'll be sub-zero temperatures. The frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. But we've done it before. We've done it in Denver in freezing cold, rainy, snowy temperature. We've done it. So it's no reason we can't win that game, too. Of course, you know that uh, Jeff uh, Favre, Brett Favre, is injured. He was beat up pretty good in the last game. We'll see how he plays in this game. But that doesn't stop. they got a great defense and a great offense and a great scheme, and they're going to be able to take it to us if we don't play well. I believe the confidence this this team has will travel the rest of the season, will bring us through this season and set us in a new direction. The play calling, both on the offense and defense in the last two games, has been tremendous. It is a huge takeoff and a huge difference to the play calling that we had earlier in the season. This is what allows players to play their best game. Let them play. Don't, you know, don't hamstring them by holding back and not going too far and not being too aggressive. The Oakland Raiders need to open it up, and that's what they've done this last two games. The 34-20 and 20 score does not tell you the whole story here. It should have been 40-20, to 20, and I'll tell you right now, a convincing beatdown of the Denver Broncos for sure. We didn't luck into this win. We didn't luck into Kansas City win either. And everybody in the league is going to have to sit up and take some notice. I'm kind of looking forward to the San Diego game. I'd love to see us beat them bastards at home 
it would be a great statement to knock off our three foes this season. That would be a great way to go into the offseason and prepare for next season's run at a playoff berth. I never thought I'd even say that this season, but it looks to me like we've got got it together, finally. We just need a couple of new keys. We need a couple of new players to cap off a couple places. And notice, remember, we do have some guys injured. You know, Kelly's injured. Um, Cooper's injured. There's a, guys that are, we have on our injury reserve or our IR that that are, are key components of this, this team. And we get them back next season. We got a whole lot to look forward to, Raider Nation. This win is great for the fans. It's great. Don't you feel it, man? Can't you feel it? I know your friends are telling you, the Raiders look pretty good. The Raiders look pretty good. I said, you're damn straight. The Raiders look pretty good. They look damn good. Be loud and proud, Raider Nation, like you always are. Because we're coming out of the tunnel, partner. The light on the end of the tunnel is now a huge beacon of light that is going to lead us all to the AFC West Championship next year. I see that we have an opportunity to win our division. That's my major goal for next season. That's what I'd like to see as a fan, for us to beat all of the opponents in AFC West convincingly enough to shut the pie hole of all the pontificating pontificators about the Oakland Raiders. We deserve respect. We deserve a better schedule. We deserve the NFL to look at us and go, Oh no, here they come again. I love it. I can't wait, man. I cannot fucking wait for the mediots to get a hold of this and start to give us some love like they haven't in so long. They've been capping on us for so long. I think they're afraid to give us any props. Well, screw them. I'll give us all the props in the world because we deserve them. Deserve them as a team. Definitely deserve them as a coaching staff. I am so proud of Kiffin, the way he's handled our team, and the way that uh, Ryan has come around on the defensive side and really heated these guys up and played much more aggressive. Our team is playing well because they're giving the opportunity to the players to make plays. That's what we've needed. That's what we've needed out of this uh, these coaching staff, and it's looking like the players are picking up the ball and they're running with it. We'll see if uh, we get some more plays out of Jamarcus. It'd be nice to see him again. like to see him a little bit more this season, but we shall see. He looked good. He was happy in the postgame conference. He looked like he was ready to go, man. He looks like he's ready to go right now. Well, Renner Nation, I want to tell you it was a great victory, and it, it was good to see us on top. It was good to see our future quarterback. Uh, the game, when he came into the game, the crowd was insane. It was so loud that they were going to have to go to a quiet cadence because they couldn't even do it. We had the ball. And they were kept saying to be quiet. It was on the Jumbotron. Quiet down, please. But the fans were frenzied, man. They, you know, we have been waiting so long to see this guy. And, man, he got a standing ovation. What a way to welcome the future of the Oakland Raiders. You know, he heard us, obviously. Everyone heard us. I'm sure they heard us across the country because that's how loud we were. 
Welcome, Jamarcus Russell, to the Oakland Raiders. You, my friend, are the future of this franchise. And you showed it, and I think you'll continue to show it as you continue to develop as a great quarterback in this league. And I'm going to tell you right now, all the other coaches in the AFC West division are freaking out right now. And they're going to think about how they're going to deal with Jamarcus Russell. I love it. It's so sweet. Okay, well, that's all I got to say about this game. I'm smiling from ear to ear, and damn, we beat the Broncos. I love it. to the Raider Nation podcast comment forum section. I can't stop but smiling, man. I can't stop smiling. I can't stop grinning. I'm a happy mofo, I'm going to tell you right now. The boards are rocking. I, I, And here's a milestone that Raider Rico throws in there, and i got to say this right now. Raider Rico comes in. By the way, this win is the 400th regular season victory for the Silver and Black. Booyah! And he says booyah, and I say the same thing. 400th regular season victory for our team. And what a better way to beat them, and what a better team to beat than the Denver Broncos. You can't ask for anything sweeter than that. Okay, let's see what we got here. We got Colorado. Chris comes in. We got some great, great takes from the fans here at the Red Nation. There's some beautiful ones. Picture of Shatterat. Oh, good lord, I gotta love it. The preacher. Okay, I wanna I wanna go in here with Stromp BFM. Uh he's come in. He's told me what Stromp BFM. I I Big Fat Meanies is the is is the is the BFM part. I'll get the rest of it here. i got to get it in my other email, but that's part of it. Okay, well, I'm going to hit his, too, right now. Well, let me hit silent one first. We won. I had to miss it while at work, and my best friend's a cow bitches fan, and they were rubbing it in my face, but we won. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the cow bitches? Who cares about them? We won. Okay, I'm going to just call you Big Fat Meanies, because that's what we are, Big Fat Meanies. Strout BFM comes in. Man, I'm so fucking happy, I just can't stop grinning. I'm drunk, (laughs) have a great, have to get up for work at six hours, and I don't give a shit. We won. Happy for Fargus, who's gone from a career number two to a mofo and beast. Happy for McCowan. Who got some serious personal redemption, that's for sure. Happy for the team who are turning the corner and closing out these close games. Amen. Happy for Kiff, whose team is now coming together. Happy for me, who's going to be a cherry mofo all fucking week. I love it. He's cheery, all right. But most of all, happy for the nation at the Big Mac. 
you guys have put your money down and supported these guys for years. And it's games like this that make it worthwhile. Enjoy, guys. It feels freaking great from thousands of miles away. Lord only knows how good it feels for you. Peace, brothers. Yeah, he's in England, man. I want to tell you, this guy is in London, England. And, I, I mean, he could be in Essex. I don't want to get any emotional about it. But he's far away. And, you know, he said it like it is, man. Said it like it is. The Preacher. For this wonderful fourth win, I would like to thank the nation for showing up and cheering today. Justin Fargus being the man. Justin Fargus, 146 yards, one TD. Insane. Raiders D for the only giving up 86 yards on the ground. Amen. Josh McCown for playing his best game as a Raider. 141 yards and three touchdowns. Special thanks to Zach Miller. That's the guy I didn't mention. Yes, who is my pick for the Raider Rookie of the Year. Amen. I believe that's a true statement right there, bro. Also, Jay Russ for finally earning his paycheck. Funny. I would like to thank the Denver Donk Hose. Yes, I said the Donk Hose. Thank you, Donkeys, for all the turnovers. Thanks for not being able to run. Thanks, Jay Cutler, for looking like a whiny bitch at the end of the game. Did you see that shit? Freaking hilarious. And finally, thanks to Shanarat Manson Dirty Fuck for looking so pissed that his team lost. His team lost. Ha ha ha! Fuck you! I love it! Preacher, gotta be your best post, man. That is beautiful. I love it. Big Raider Dave comes in. Great effort, guys. We are now on a streak, and it's against teams in our division. A freaking men. New Jersey Raider Kev comes in. I love it! Raiders beat two in a row in the division. Now there's one more divisional game this year, and I'd love to see a hat trick taking San Diego down. I can't stand Denver. Hate them with a passion. Such a great freaking mood. Nothing can bring me down. I have Fargus on my fantasy league. I may not like a bandit on that last TD. Kudos to everyone on the team, including the Raider Nation. Go Raiders. Sexy Raiders chick. I love to have her post in here. She's awesome. I am so happy I could cry. We kicked some donkey's ass. Suck it, Shanna shit, you motherfucker. <laughs> you hear my little violin planning for that Shanna shit and his dumbass donkos? Hell no. I want to give a special shout out to my best friend, Jerry, for giving birth to a beautiful baby boy this morning. Congrats, Jenny. It's Jenny, excuse me, not Jerry. Go Raiders, we are the one and only nation. I love you, Preacher, my wonderful, sexy husband. Well, there you go. That's Preacher's woman, sexy Raiders chick. Man, that's a hell of a family. I love it already. Congratulations, Jenny, for your birth, your baby from the Raider Nation. Asian Nation. Rewatching the JR series, he seems to progress through his reads and not linger too long in one spot. Also, good recovery from the muff handoff to Jordan. Not too bad for his first series in the silver and black. It's too early to tell for sure, but I am not disappointed. Great game. I'm not disappointed either. 
He played good for a rookie. Shit, man. All the rookies I've seen all spazzed out, running around like a chicken with their head cut off. He's got presents, partner. I'm going to tell you right now. SeaTac Raider Lady likes to have you posting, of course. Yeah, baby! That's all she got to say, and we all feel it. Mad Raiders 32, I haven't felt this good since beating Denver in Denver in 2004. That's for sure, brother. I remember that game. This is great. Back-to-back AFC West wins with Fargus proving people wrong. At this point, I don't think we need to draft pick a free agent running back next year. Ugh. Here's my take on the Denver game. For the past two weeks, we finally put it together in the fourth quarter. Am I doing what we're doing on our way, baby? Denver will be better next year. San Diego will still be good, but the Raiders will be able to move up the ladder. Here's to next year, guys. We finally are on the way. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it does feel good. Jamarcus is the second coming of Ben, ben Big Ben. I couldn't help but think that we are that we passed on Ben Ben in the draft. We did. Jamarcus is the second coming of Ben Ben and looks huge and has a cannon arm. I can remember seeing Jamarcus drop back in the first NFL pass, and all I could think was, please complete it. No interceptions. And he did. He had a two good series and he was able to get the Raiders down the field. I think he needs to be worked in again uh, next week in Green Bay, which I agree. It is a way better team than Denver. But I'm so happy that Russell got in. Believe me, it's a good thing. Justin Fargus is awesome. Truly, we have found our running back. He'll never be LT or Terrell Davis, but he gets the job done. I think we got something with him. And if we can find a comp, a, someone to compliment him and have another Bo or Marcus, Knapp or Wheatley, one-two punch at run B, um, I hope he stays healthy and can rush for over 1,000 yards. That would rock. Yeah, he does need a complimentary guy to help him out in there, and I think we might have that with Bush. That's what I'm saying. Jury Porter and Zach Miller have finally showed up. They have made big plays during both these games and shows Shows us a couple of things. First, they can play in the NFL. Second, uh, with our offensive line protecting QB, Kiffin can make the right call, and these guys can make plays for us. Our line just has to show up uh, in the passing and running games, and they did these last two, man. I think that's a great thing. Two of three in the AFC West in 2007, 0 and 6 in 2005, 0 and 6 in 2006. All I got to say is. The Kansas Shitty Chiefs, the San Diego Chargers, and the Denver Donkos, we're back, baby. And I love it! (laughs) That's what I said, man. That's what I said. We are back, and the fans know it. Raider Rico, man, this feels so good. Many positives out of this game. Jamarcus looked good. Defense took care of the running game. Fargus is still the man. The O-line fuck-ups are down. Kiffin's play calling was great. Man, I could go on, but the Raider Nation needed this win. That's for sure, man. That is for sure. Yeah, Raider fans, I'll tell you. This was a great, great, great game. Our Cajun Raider comes in. (laughs) Fuck. 
My cats were hiding for most of the game, mostly because they haven't figured out this weird sound emitted from my mouth. That's right, folks. Daddy was cheering for an AFC West win. Jeff, man, I'm glad your cats are safe because kind of worry about them little critters from time to time. I'll tell you, man, it is a beautiful thing. Essex Raider comes in. I'm confused. What is this feeling I have this morning? Things just don't seem right somehow, but I can't put my finger on it. I slept okay, and that's not it. The weather's pretty good. The storms, there's no storms brewing. Does anyone have any idea what it could be? Now, let's go fuck up those Packers. I love it. I'm telling you, man, it's such a sweet victory for everyone. Big C comes in with, This is one of the best games I have seen my team play in years. We look like a championship team. If only I had played this way all season, we could be on route to the playoffs. That's for sure, partner. With the exception of a few big plays that the defense gave up, it was almost a flawless game. 86 yards rushing for Denver means we finally got our rush defense and it showed up. It was also great to finally get a great taste of Jay Russ. He looked really good out there, and I can't wait to see him do this on a full-time basis. Fargus, once again, was on fire. And it's too bad the schedulers gave us such a tough schedule to close out the season. Uh, yeah, that's true, but look, we're going to use that to our advantage, which is great, great, great. Let's see. Colorado Chris, not to mention the Oakland airport was buzzing. Well over two-thirds of the people there were Raider fans. The chant was on. It was on at our gate. Tons of people stopping and seeing some Donko fans. My plane had about 12 people wearing the silver and black all the way to baggage claim. We heard Raiders! I love it. It was too good. I may come back for another horse farm team, the Colts. I'd love to see you come back for the Colts, Colorado Chris. You know you're always welcome, bro. Always welcome. It's great to see you at the tailgate, and thanks for showing up. Okay, Raider New York Raider Tommy comes in, and Tommy's here. Man, this was bittersweet. The bitter part, me not being there. The whole game, all I kept saying was, damn, I should have been there right now. I know Chris is is ripping me hard. Yes, that's right. Charmaniac is throwing down some serious food. Greg, no doubt, had a few go, go, cold ones for the crew. Rick, I know, is out there with a few jokes for the Doncos. You guys know how much I wanted to be there. Now the sweet part. That game was nuts. I was at a bar watching the game, only Raider fan there, rocking my Russell jersey. That's right. Just had a feeling where he was going to play. Next to me was a Chiefs fan um, that's, that's there every week, and we always have a few words for each other. And two Donkos fans, both from Denver. The bar was at a hotel. I gave them shit all game long. <laughs> New York style. I was talking shit all game long. Oh, it was so sweet. 
So sweet. All we need now is to beat the charge less and we could be at 500 in the division. That's a huge improvement from years past. I missed you guys this weekend. That's for sure. But I know you guys did it hard this weekend like you always do. Still talking shit like we're 12-0. and 0. Raiders till I die, baby. Go Raiders. All right, Tommy. It's nice to know you're still alive. Good. I'm glad. I hope your family's all good. I hope your mom's good. And the drama has calmed down because, you know, the drama has got to be calmed down. So your ears must have been ringing, man, because we were in the parking lot doing the deal and your name came up way more than usual. Oliveros, gosh, I never get that right. Who knows? But what you had to say was this. Great game, Rada Nation. Great win. I love it! Finally, the nation had won against the Doncos. What more can we say but great job to Fargus. Great job to the defense. Keep it going. Now let's take some enthusiasm to Green Bay and go eat some cheeseheads. Go Raiders. Well, you know we're on the way, fans. We're on the way. And if you can't feel it, I know you can. If you're a Raider fan, you got to feel it. Because I know every Raider fan that I run into got that smirky smile. The one that we'd love to have when we're on a roll. I think we're right. I think we're on our way. I think, you know, no matter what happens in the rest of this season, we see the improvements. And like I said, we're going to take us to the offseason and just make it better and better. I am pumped. The nation is pumped. Stand up and be noticed, folks. Because you know what? We're back. And we're ready. We're ready to come take the AFC West on. Now they can all start to sweat bullets again because of silver and black. We're back! And that's all I have to say about that. Until next time, Raider Nation, this is Raider Craig, and I'm smiling from ear to ear, and I am out. <laughs>